this is Dave again, and again, and again, and again, from CheapWineFinder.com. And we're in November, um, and we just got real. We're doing holiday wines. This time, we just did a, a this is a companion podcast. If you go to CheapWineFinder.com, you'll find the written review. If you're getting your podcast from Apple Podcasts, if you hit the button that shows you what the lyrics are for some reason my review shows up there i didn't do that but it's there yeah, that's all I'm okay with it i don't you know well, <laughs> i didn't mean for them to have it but they got it so you can read it and what we're drinking today is bubbly and you know we're cheap wine finder so we're not uh, you know we're not doing cristal but what we have today is mum napa valley brute rosé and what that means, this is a rosé of um, 80% Pinot Noir, 20% Chardonnay from Napa Valley. And um, Napa Valley, they, they actually use like 50 different, or they can use up to 50 different vineyards in Napa Valley. Um, which I'll explain that in a minute. So I was like, why are they using all those vineyards? I'll explain that in a second. But... Um, you know, because actually the maybe the most iconic entry-level uh, French champagne, they sell a million bottles of it, and they use a hundred different vineyards in France. And there's, there is a reason why they would use that many, um, because they're looking for a house style. And so when they use all these different parcels, they independently, each one of these parcels from each vineyard, they are fermenting the first time separately and independently and with the mum uh, napa uh, brute rosé most of it is going into stainless steel tanks now what they do to each one that's just how they're doing it the different processes there is a kind of an intricate thing going on and i'll explain that in a minute too why about each one's different and some of them are in french oak each Champagne house, and even champagne houses in Napa, uh, a Napa house? No, it's still a champagne house. Even everyone, to make their, what they're trying to do is make their wine, their bubbly, their sparkling wine, in a very individual, unique style that you taste it and you go, oh, I know who that is. So the second fermentation is where they pour everything into the bottle. They, they do the first fermentation, pour it into each bottle. I mean, if they do 500,000 bottles, they're pouring into 500,000 bottles. And then they take a, a measured amount of yeast and sugar and put that into 500,000 bottles. It's not an easy process. And they, they fill it up temporary cap. And here, 18 months. The process for the second fermentation takes 18 months. So that's the traditional method of champagne. In the bottle, it's 1500 champagne, 16th century uh, technology. That's It's still going that way today. The difference is they use machinery more than they ever did. It used to be really hands-on. It's not so much anymore, it's, but it's, it's not easy. It's, there's easier ways to make wine. And um, But the first fermentation, which no one ever talks about, that's where all the different processes, that's where the secrets are. You know, the second fermentation, once you do that, that's kind of all the same. I mean, you know, um, like kava, it's 
12 months. It has to be limited to 12 months, but it usually goes over. Cava is the bubbly from Spain, the Catalonian region. It is made in the same way as champagne, but they use different grapes. And then California, there's a bunch of uh, champagne-style places, uh, wines. And, you know, champagne has these rules and regulations. Uh, 16 months is, um, or as I say, 18 months, a year and a half in bottle. is kind of like, you know, the average. In California, there is no law about how many times, how long in the bottle the second fermentation has to last. There is those laws in champagne. But here it's a year and a half in in the bottle. But the magic happens in the first fermentation, which no one talks about because they don't want to give away their secrets. And I'm going to have a sip of this because this is a Pinot Noir-based bubbly. And that's not, if you're used to, you know, typical, you know, if you don't have a lot of taste, I mean, not a lot of, um, uh, of uh, uh, you're not drinking a lot of champagne, like the most of them are going to be maybe Chardonnay uh, base for the most part, maybe a little bit of Pinot Noir, but mostly Chardonnay. And these Pinot Noir, 80% Pinot Noir uh, bubbles are going to taste very different. And I'm going to take a sip right now. Yeah. This Mums Napa Brut Rosé is a tasty, tasty wine. The best bubbly I ever had, it was a long, long time ago, I don't know. It might have been my very first um, champagne. I mean, I'm, eh, maybe at a wedding somewhere I had something else, but I actually went to a bar, champagne bar, and got a bottle, and it was uh, it was a Blanc de Noir. Uh, that means white wine from red grapes in French, uh, which means it was 100% Pinot Noir. Um, this is 80% Pinot Noir, 20% champagne. And it was the best wine I've ever, I have never had a better wine since. And I didn't know enough back in the day to know that they're not all this good. <laughs> I mean, I was like, uh, oh, that's really nice. I love this. But I figured the next one would be the exact same thing. And it wasn't. And I never found it. But I am partial to uh, Pinot Noir-based champagne-style wines, sparkling wines. And that was that's why I kind of picked the rosé rather than just the regular old brute. And there's a reserve wine that uh, that uh, Mums California has too, which is a few bucks more, um, which has probably got a little bit more uh, aging to it. But 18 months is good. I mean, um, you know, aging can get. Yeah, I mean, it could be. It can make it more complex and everything else. But at some point, good is good. You know, so I'm gonna have another sip. This stuff has got great acidity. I love lip smacking acidity in my wines. It just makes you want to take another sip. I mean, it's just one of those things you don't want. You know, wine that doesn't have much acidity, you might take a while to drink. The one that has like too much acidity might kind of burn and give you, uh, you know, give you heartburn later that night. But this one is right where it's supposed to be. You are constantly going, hmm, I think I need another sip because the acidity is just where it needs to be. And this one's got some black cherry and some vanilla. And it's got some um, grapefruit too, just but not you know tart grapefruit. It's just that that little that little uh, crisp acidity thing. It's it's got Christmas, but it's got red berries and yeah, it's really kind of nice. And there's minerality on the um, on the mid palate, which should be there too. Um, you know, in Champagne, they, they got limestone underneath the you know, so you get you're getting the uh, Limestone mineral and champagne, but in this Napa thing, we're getting some, uh, you know, Napa's got all sorts of uh, hills and valleys and, you know, volcanic things going on, so you're going to get some minerality out of that, too. 
which there is the other question. Um, this I found for 16 bucks on sale. Uh, and the mums, the GH mum version is, I think, Cordon Rouge is their entry level. And that's going to be like 37 to 40 bucks. This is 16. That's like 40% of the price of the French stuff. Is the French stuff twice as good? And, you know, without a bottle of it being here, maybe it is because they did a really good version with the, they, you know, they did a great job with Napa. You know, maybe with the French stuff, it's even better, but I doubt it. I mean, how, yeah, I understand that French champagne vineyards are excellent vineyards for sparkling wine, and they have been for a long time. And the winemakers know what they're doing in the vineyards, but is Napa that far behind in anything? And the equipment to make bubbly, it's kind of uniform. Back in the day when it was all hands-on, it was a different story. But nowadays, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's everybody can buy the equipment. And, well, anybody with the money can buy the equipment. And, you know, you get to use it. You figure it out. And, you know, what's the difference? And since this is also mums, they're a, you know, they're, they've been in France for, See how many years is that now? Since like eighteen twenty-five, making their wines, and they're you know they're not they're not hiding stuff from the Napa version. They're getting all the knowledge there too. So here's a knowledgeable French champagne house out of Napa. Is Napa grapes that much worse than champagne grapes that has cost forty percent of what the champagne style does? You know, is that really you know is that is that something that's real? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, without having the, a bottle of the French stuff here to go. But I'm assuming that this stuff tastes great and has good acidity and I'm really happy. How much more will, you know, will twice the price buy me? And that's it for me because that's something you got to think about when you're buying wine. Is the price of champagne because it's what it costs out there? Or is it because of marketing or because that's the... Um, that's that's the that's the Ferrari of wines. It's the top of the line. You got to pay more for it. Or you go to Napa Valley, which I always thought was pretty much the top of the line too. So why is it forty percent or sixty percent of the price? So yeah, if you find Mums Brut, I like I like Pinot Noir. If you like the sharp Chardonnay stuff better, that's fine. But I kind of like the Pinot Noir based stuff myself. And this will work. This is New Year's Eve, and it's 16 bucks at 40% of what the other stuff is. Well, you can buy a bunch more of this. You can have more parties. You can have the party last longer. And, well, and that's it. We're going to have more bubbly coming up and talk more about bubbles and the pricing and everything else because is the pricing what it should be or is the less expensive stuff often bringing a lot of value. I mean, serious value. Well, that's it for me. Uh, this is Dave. Uh, keep it cheap. Um, you know, uh, it's kind of cheap because this is like 16 or $17 Napa Valley bubbly. It ain't, you know, it's hard to call it cheap, but um, it is good. So adios and keep it cheap. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>